You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Carson Strong, too. Yeah, let's talk about Carson Strong. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> talk some quarterbacks. We'll have fun with it. Um, you know, all that good stuff. But uh, let's get the last check mark up here before we're totally gone. And I guess I even hit go live a minute early. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's life. So welcome in, everybody. Welcome in to Tuesday night, which means it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am your host, Nicholas Kendall, brought or also with uh, my good friend, co-host, Carl Dummer. How you doing, Carl? I am doing well. Doing uh uh, you know, tomorrow starts training camp. Can't be mm-hmm. any happier than that. Football's back. Now we've got another, what, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. So seven months straight of football, which is nice. It's been a while. I, I These uh, couple months here with June and July drag on for a long time. So I'm just happy we're finally getting some real football conversation back on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's fun to break down new stuff, right? There's only so many times you can talk about last year's tape and uh, things that have happened. It's fun that we're going to have something something new to talk about here. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Again, this is Building the Broncos. You can find Carl and myself on Twitter, uh, myself at Nick Kendall MHH and Carl at Carl Dummer MHH. And while you guys are over on Twitter, also make sure you follow us at BTB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Uh, following those accounts are the best way to make sure that you're not missing any of, of the information, the content that we're putting out there for you guys now that the season is, I mean, gosh, we're on the precipice of everything really kicking off and uh, it's an exciting time. And this should be the best Broncos team. This organization has had in half a decade. Fingers crossed, right? So uh, that's uh, that's all good news. Um, if you guys are joining us today via Facebook, make sure that a you click those thumbs up. You know, I see we got a heart coming in from Gary Leeds Palmer, the one, the only Jim Hilton coming in also with the like, but uh, don't leave those two guys hanging. Don't leave us hanging. I'll uh, click a, the thumbs up, click a heart, the care react, the laugh react, the wow react, the cry react, you know, they're, they're all good. I'll take any of them. Um, but uh, while you guys are on Facebook, also uh, make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. Become a supporter. Uh, if there's anything from today's press conferences that uh, really piqued your interest, start a conversation there. Tag us on there as well. Um, we'll join you and uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, if you want to talk quarterbacks again, by all means, God, let's let's do it. I'm, I'm in. God, uh, with that, that chum on a hook i'm gonna bite no doubt about mm-hmm. it oh there's the carry act j john <laughs> thanks uh buona um, um also if you guys are joining us on youtube today uh please subscribe like and share it's the one of the best ways you can support the show i know that the season is like i said on the precipice of that there's a lot of other outlets out there for broncos information so we appreciate you guys uh choosing us at this point and if you go, if you guys do like what you hear, what you see, uh, if you guys like what you see, um, then uh, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe, like, and share. And uh, that can get us to new listeners and can continue to grow this community and uh, help us continue to keep on doing what we're doing here. So uh, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, let's get into it. So, Carl, first off, you know, uh, what's new? What's going on? I know you have a lot of, uh, I don't want to go, people are here for the Broncos news, but you got some personal stuff coming up here too. So how are you doing? I know you're getting excited for everything coming on here. Yeah, it's good. Got to make a video today to send to my sons. So first time that they're going to officially get to see us. So it's really cool. And then uh, we had a meeting with our adoption agency. And right now, looking like maybe end of September, 
we'll actually get to go down there wow. and go see the boys and everything. So uh, yeah, it just it's kind of all winding down and getting a little nervous now that it's actually getting close of how this mm-hmm. is all going to go. And um, but just ready, ready for this new adventure and uh, excited to introduce them to Broncos football, of course, and yeah. you know all the other things that I love in life and. Um, you know, just, it, it is, it's a good time uh, right now. I'm actually building a warrior, uh, whatever they call that American Ninja or whatever course in the backyard. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a friend that's helping me build all of that. We're digging posts that are supposed to be like 15 foot tall that these kids are going to be climbing all over and swings. They're going to go from one post to the next. And, um, our backyard's going to be a little dangerous, I'll be honest, but no, it'll be fun. I'm excited to, to get to go do all those things with them. And it's just, uh, it is, it's a good time in my life. Very excited for the future. And uh, dude, it looks like you've had a lot of good hikes going on. Yeah, man. I've been enjoying the outdoors uh, while I can. I got a backpacking trip coming up this weekend. Uh, so you won't see me on Saturday for uh, Mile High Insiders. I will be hopefully not being devoured alive by mosquitoes. Um, so Carl will be there uh, joining Luke this Saturday. So that'll be great. You guys won't miss me at all in that case. Um, so uh, that'll be great. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited, man. We got a lot of trips coming up. My month of August is just jam, jam packed. Two backpacking trips. My mother-in-law is coming. Both my parents, uh, my parents are coming. Uh, I haven't seen any of them since last July. So uh, going to be busy. Yeah, I know. It's It's been a hot second. But uh, we got everybody coming in here. Let's say hello to everybody. It's not just about us, although. <laughs> it's about uh no um robert kitchens in the house oh well there we go okay. asking you shall see um andrew morrow coming in with the five dollar super 4.99 over on youtube uh building the broncos rocks per usual what sleeper bronco player are you both most excited for sleeper bronco player are you most excited for carl i'll let you go first unless you want to think about it for a second well i mean looking at the wide receiver position obviously oh there's God, I say it I, I i go ahead sorry i was Go ahead. I was going to say Tyree Cleveland. Okay. Okay. I'm fine. You know, I, I just, I really liked what he showed at the end of the year. And I think he's going to have a few more opportunities than people think. I mean, he's still got Cortland Sutton coming back from injury. They're still mm-hmm. going to kind of ease him in on a little bit there. Uh, you know, I, I just think he's going to have some opportunities to really go make a play special teams. Maybe he's going to be a returner this year for the Broncos. That would be my guy there on the offensive side, defensive side. Um, man, that's a little bit tougher because that one's a lot more locked down on that side of the ball, but I, I still, I still love Ojemudia. Okay. Yeah. I know he's got a lot of other big names ahead of him that everybody wants to talk about, but I, I just, there, there was a lot of good plays last year that I think he could really still emerge and become something more than people realize. I, I think that like when I'm looking at like Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan, and them having their contracts come up after this year. I don't expect the Broncos to sign either of those guys next season in part, because I think they're going to believe in the young guys. Well, there you go. That's uh, I was thinking on, uh, on defense, Michael Jamudi was a name I was thinking, I guess I'll throw out Justin Strenad. Uh He's been for, for the, for Broncos fans, because how much they, and the NFL fans in general, but because they're hyper-focused on the Broncos, there's a lot of romanticizing with the linebacker position. Um, and I feel like a lot of those uh, romanticizing hopes are put on Justin Trenaud. Uh So, but from a general perspective, I think he is somewhat of a sleeper this year. Uh, I do worry that Broncos fans are expecting this like dynamo when he was a fifth round linebacking pick. Right. So he's one that might be down there a little bit, but uh, 
national perspective slept on. And the other one, I got to say probably KJ Hamler. Um, still probably one of the youngest players on this roster. He was 20 last year for a majority of the season, I believe. And uh, he's, they talked about him today in the interview saying he, they've been taking it easy with him and he's fully healthy. And I know that there are only so many balls to go around, right? Like there's only so many targets, uh, but KJ Hamler brings a skill set that this team needs. Nobody else brings it as far as the explosiveness and the Twitch um, that he brings. So uh, KJ Hamler, and I'm hoping that they can get some, uh, I don't want to say trick plays involved for him, but uh, get, gotta get KJ Hamler the ball. And you got yep. no Jerry Judy, you got no fan, you got Cortland Sutton. I get it, but KJ Hammer is so explosive in the short field with the ball in his hands, jet sweeps, screens, reverses. I, I don't know, but I'm hoping that he can be a sleeper and really take on this year. He's a second round pick. Right. He's really talented. He's really young. He's not healthy last year. I think he's got a good chance. Yeah, that, that one makes complete sense. Uh, I mean, like I said, with being a second round pick and no, no other player having that kind of skill set, he just adds a dynamic to this offense that makes teams have to respect when he's on mm-hmm. the field. What are you going to do with him? It, it's say he's not Tyreek Hill by any means, but. Uh, but you're right. He can bring some of those same dynamics. So, all right, we got some stars coming in from Randy Jones. Thank you, Randy Jones. Really appreciate that over there on Facebook. Anybody else on Facebook? Uh, you know, we love those stars. I love seeing John pop up going. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, you guys don't get to see it. Yeah, but, uh, but we get to see it. Uh, so really appreciate that. And then we've got in the shop with Willie saying, where's my money, Nick? Willie, I followed you on uh, Twitter. Um, so uh, at me with your Venmo. If you don't have a Venmo, what are you doing? Um, but uh, I'll get you that $5 for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Because Willie supported us more than $5 in the past. So uh, yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm just paying it back. because This is a tax. So yeah. uh, sorry, Willie, you have to rub it in. And I was, I was hoping um, some love for Aaron Rodgers on this team, you know, just because that would be really fun. Um, but it uh, didn't happen. So Willie... You can just stew in your happiness and uh, whatever. And we got some more stars here talking about happiness. Uh, Gary Leeds Palmer, always the first one in here, also with the the like and the heart react on Facebook, and then coming in with the stars. He says, loving it, guys. Great start. Well, Gary, when you come in with the heart, immediately, we're three minutes into the show, and Gary's got the first react. That's a great start. So yep. <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Gary. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. Um, also, we got Mac 85 City. He's double dipping today. He's doing double duty, just like uh, me this morning. He was there as well. He said, what up, my guys? Um, and uh, what up to you, Mac? Hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, man, thank you so much uh, for the $5 super. So let's, get, uh, let's keep getting to it here, Carl. I know got a lot of people in here. Uh, Day Hine uh, saying, is Joe Jones considered a sleeper? That's my pick. And uh, I don't want to... I, I would say no. I mean, he's a national sleeper, right? Yeah. Like if you ask somebody, even somebody who's a big fan of football in general, like, okay, what are your thoughts on Draymond Jones? They'd be like, huh? <laughs> who? I mean, someone in the nature of the position Broncos have been somewhat irrelevant recently, et cetera. But uh, man, talk about praise um, today for Von Draymond, Von Miller Ooh. and uh, George Payton. Yeah. Um, both of them heaping praise on Draymond Jones. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, do you have any idea? Do you have semblance of what was said? I guess I could pull up a, a, a quote here while you're uh, well. Uh, Von Miller just said that he is the most athletic interior defensive lineman that he has ever played with. Most explosive, and, er, yeah. Most explosive. When you think about Derek Wolf, Malik mm-hmm. Jackson, uh, I'm trying to think of who other who other players they've had really that have been next to him that could even be considered. Probably those two guys are probably the top two. Uh, yeah. of what Von Miller's had. Um, so not, not the most explosive guys ever by any means. Still, pretty, that's a 
they're still pretty explosive. So this is still like, it's a great compliment. And I mean, we've been hyping that guy up for a long time. It's kind of like, uh, I remember, you know, when a lot of people were down on Garrett Bowles and we were kind of hyping him up and saying, Hey, this is that next guy that's going to emerge for the Broncos. Fremont Jones. It's kind of that same thing where you just see the signs that this guy could really become something special here in the NFL. And so, like I said, he, you're right. He's a national sleeper, but regional, I think most everybody knows who Draymond Jones is. And I think George Payton would agree with you there, Carl, because George P- Payton, uh, when asked about Draymond Jones as a breakout player, he says he's everything we want here. I thought he broke out last year, to tell you the truth. So uh, if you ask George Payton who's going to be a breakout player, I don't think he would say Draymond Jones. He thinks he's already here. Um, so that's really exciting. And you're talking about Von Miller and Bradley Chubb being healthy, Draymond Jones and Shelby Harris at, out there. Getting after the quarterback should not be an issue for this Bronco, assuming everybody's healthy. Now that's uh, with Von Miller coming off the injury. I know he, they say he's healthy, but you know we'll see. Bradley Chubb not on the, uh, the pup. Uh, with the season starting, those are all good things. It's I still have a little bit of uh, hesitation, you know, client like, oh, we're going to be great. Everyone's 100% healthy. It's mm-hmm. football. How often are people actually 100% healthy? Um, but uh, no, yeah, that's going to be great. And everybody talks about, you know, why doesn't Vic Fangio blitz more? You know, do that. If you can get after the quarterback with four, that's when money's made in the NFL. That's that's the winning formula with today's NFL. Right. Well, and you look at the top quarterbacks. The top quarterbacks in the NFL do great against the blitz. Because they're going, oh, this is easy. You're leaving this guy one-on-one. That's exactly where I'm going with the football. Patrick Mahomes loves when teams blitz him because that means guys like Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Hardman, uh, that they're all having these one-on-one opportunities back there. And so if you can have seven, it really clogs up those lanes. And if you can get there in a hurry with pressure, man, that, that just makes everything great. I always think of that 2015 game against the, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers, obviously, he is Rodgers. Um, but the Broncos played him probably the best anybody's ever played him. And they they only rushed four pretty much the entire game. And they just played a lot of contain. Don't let Rodgers get on the outside and go make plays. And they just dropped seven back there and said, hey, let these guys try to beat us. Couldn't do it. So, yeah, you're right. If you can get there with four, you are making bank in the NFL if that's what's happening. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, uh, that's, that's gold in the NFL, right? And we saw that also against the Chiefs last year. Tampa Bay, uh, while Todd Bowles historically is one of the highest blitz rate coordinators in the last decade or head coaches, the game that he called the lowest amount of blitzes in his entire career. And he's been a defensive coordinator or head coach in a lot uh, for a long time. The lowest rate he had in his entire career was that Super Bowl because he knew uh, going up against the and Travis Weber coming in here with the stars. Thank you very much, Travis. Uh, he knew going up against Patrick Mahomes, you have to make them beat you by death by a thousand paper cuts because that is a big play offense. And I would bet, and we said this, you know, going back to the days when it wasn't a live stream, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, make him beat you, make him do 10, 12 play drives, make him stay in the pocket. And if he could, if they can do that time and time again, God bless them. Yep. I, I I think they're going to blink first as long we can out execute them. 12 times and they're going to make a mistake. So, right. and that's what Todd Bowles did and uh, it paid off. So uh, we'll see. So um, some more quotes here, talking here, Von Miller talking about how he's healthy, how he'd like to stick around. What did you think of uh, Von Miller today? Well, I, I thought he was very, uh, I thought he Von was Miller. very, uh, pretty mellow actually for Von Miller. You know, I, I feel like he's a little bit more reflective 
at this point in his career, knowing like last year was on a one-year contract, this year again, pretty much on a one-year contract, and just realizing, you know, maybe my time in the with the Denver Broncos is done. I think he'd love to stay here for the rest of his career, but there is that chance that he could be the guy that gets moved on from because I mean he's just he's going to make big money somewhere, and uh, so I think he's just trying to soak it all in. He even talked about that he had a dream that he had kind of a a time with the fans after the final game of just kind of letting them know how much he appreciated them and the fans letting them know how much he, they appreciated him. So it just, it, it was, it was kind of a more calm Vaughn compared to some of the other times, but at the same time, he looks like he's in great shape. Uh, I, I saw somebody tweet out quadzilla. I mean, his quads always the biggest in the room <laughs> and he looks like he's in great shape. A lot of people talked about, it. he just looks like he's, you know, the, the 25, 26 year old Vaughn out there running. And I, I really hope that's the case. We'll see. I, I do expect him to be good for sure. I don't yeah. know about that good. Yeah. So Von Miller um, says he wants to play another five to seven years and say, he's saying uh, he feels good. Uh, my favorite quote from Von though, was a uh, saying with the amount of weapons and the help that this offense has, he could go out there and be quarterback this season and have success. So I don't know if that was shots fired at the quarterback position. Cause then he goes around and talks about, you know, talks highly of drew and Teddy. I love, I'm comfortable with Teddy. I'm comfortable with drew. Uh, but then he also talks about, uh, you know, the fact that he could go out there and succeed with this weapon. So uh, I don't know how, if you want to read into that or not, I mean, Von Miller, you know, he throws out, I love everybody, right? He's like the, he's too nice almost when it comes to that. You're not going to get anything besides fluff from him, you know, talking about Jerry Judy taking a monster step. Didn't look like a rookie last year. Uh, talking about Draymond Jones is another one, a, et cetera, et cetera. How this team has to make the playoffs this year. There's too much talent. Um, Von Miller says something like that every year, right? He was hyping up Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, here we are. Um, but you have any takeaways from Von Miller? I mean, it's, I just, I'm just happy to see him out there looking healthy, having fun again. And he looks, uh, the season hasn't worn on him yet. Right. You can see kind of Von Miller. Uh, he digresses. Is that the word kind of just as the season goes and the Broncos, the past few years have started to lose Von Miller and just kind of a little bit bummed out and yeah. losing, not losing interest, but just like not as happy to be there. Right. Um, so he seems re-energized, seems happy to be there, and I will take that from uh, Von Miller. Well, we got Dehan coming in here. Uh, Von might be a better quarterback than Tebow was. I mean, <laughs> uh, probably similar arm talent, and they're both good athletes with the ball in their hand, I'd assume. So uh, yeah. maybe it's a one-for-one. One. Although Von, it, it, has, Von wears those glasses. Maybe that doesn't help. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen Von throw the football. He looks, he looks pretty good throwing it, actually. Now, given that's not in live game action – you know, people coming at you, that kind of thing. But he, he's got a pretty good arm out there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That, that would be a toss-up between those two. Oh, man. That's uh, we'll see. It was good to see Bon out there just being jovial, being Bon. Um, and if there's a chance, if the Broncos don't figure out their quarterback situation this offseason, if, like, neither of the guys they have right now end up being the answers, they don't bring in somebody, uh, Von, this could be, you know, the last preseason with Von Miller in, in Broncos camp, right? There, it was it was close to not happening at all this year with how the Broncos approached uh, Leonard Floyd before his uh, market blew up. So we'll see there. Um, but uh, man, it's tough to think about because I do love Von Miller. Uh, Miller 707 champ coming in here with a good question. Uh, if Locke somehow becomes a top 10 quarterback this season and Rodgers and Watson are available for trade in the offseason, do you see Denver giving up on Locke and trading all that capital? Realistically, if Locke becomes a no doubt top 10 quarterback this offseason and you still have him under contract for one more year for cheap, you're probably running it back. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, like with how much capital you would have to give up in that case. 
Uh, also with Rogers being older, Watson still having the off field stuff that for my money is not close to being resolved, but I don't know what's going on with the league there. Um, but uh, top 10, I mean, you, pr- you probably run it back. I'm not rushing yeah. out there to pay him just yet. Cause I want to see him put it up there another season. Right. Um, but with how bad, you know, last year was, but if he's top 10, um, no, you, you run it back because even if you are, let's say Rogers and Watson are better than Locke at top 10, they're both like top four, top three. Um, you're paying Drew Locke nothing in comparison to what you have to pay those guys on top of the capital. So right. uh, in this scenario, you probably stick with Locke, but man, uh, Locke playing like a top 10 quarterback this year, you know, <laughs> don't put your eggs in that basket. I, it, I, it could happen, but uh, the, Let's temper some expectations in that regard. <laughs> if Locke can get to top 16, let's put it there. Let's put the, the market says that he finishes about 15th, 16th, and Rodgers and Watson become available. Are you making that trade? I probably am. But only one year left of Locke. Then, then the, the conversation ch- uh, changes. That's probably not a good enough quarterback. Also, there's this like thought process or out there this flawed thought, thought process that like these players grow every single year like linearly right and that's not the case like what we see from Locke this year being his peak is probably what's going to be his highest for his his average norm for his career maybe yeah. even higher because of how much talent surrounds him right like th- when you have to pay him and whatnot you're not going to be able to be paying like a Graham Glasgow who even if he's been average that solidifies the offensive line you're not bringing in a Melvin Gordon you're not having the amount of weapons and investment in the offense when you have to pay lock as well. So 15 to 16, I'm probably still going out there and trying to get Rogers or Watson because you know, those guys are top 10, top five. Um, but uh, that's, it's definitely a more interesting uh, conversation at that point. I'm thinking I'm, I am actually can get more value uh, trading lock then, right? Like yeah. he's, a, he's not just like a, a cast off. You can actually right. put send him back. And let's see, we got James Campbell saying the Broncos have the roster to compete in 2021, even to the point where they could carry a quarterback one. But my goodness, 21 meaningful undrafted free agents and 10 meaningful restricted free agents after this season. That, that's going to be the, the main thing of, yeah, who, who are you going to bring back? How are you going to be able to pay everyone? This is why we were pushing so hard for the Broncos to go get a quarterback this year, because you got the players locked up this season. Mm-hmm. Can you do it again in 2022? Yeah. And thank you very much for the comment, James, over across the pond. Um, I love James or British Nick, as Eric likes to call him. Uh, The one thing about all these free agents coming up and a good point on the Jags and the Bears being cautionary tales. um, How many of these Broncos uh, free agents that are going to be uh, unrestricted free agents are actually building block pieces, right? Well, you got Cortland Sutton. You got... Bradley Chubb. He's not a free agent. Well, okay. It, you're going to exercise his fifth year option. Yeah. But you, so you, I, you I guess, have to like worry about paying him a market that's money. That's true. Um, Von Miller is the next one. Yeah. After that, it's, you know, Kareem Jackson. He's a fine player. He's older. You drafted Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson to hopefully replace him. You're losing both your starting linebackers, but you've drafted two in the past two years where one of those guys should probably be starting linebacker next year and you pay Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell. Not that worried about that. Um, Kyle ooh, Fuller. Is, is Draymond Jones going to be one of them? Is he? No, no, he's, he's a year only, later. 
Yeah. yeah. This will be his third year, so he's got one more yep. year after this. But you're going to have to start thinking about paying yep. that guy. Bradley uh, Chubb, Noah Fant, those ones as well. But really, I mean, you the numbers do look like you're going to lose a fair amount of guys, right? But yep. um, really, a lot of those ones, you already have contingency plans in place, developmental plans in place, or let's be honest, they're replaceable talents. Like as much as, you know, Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewel are solid, the Broncos could go out there and probably bring in a league average linebacker. And what's that going to do to the win total? Maybe yep. one win difference, maybe, but you could make up with that, especially if you have better quarterback play. Yep. Um, so, you know, like there will be turnover, but and when you look at those numbers uh, right here, 21 meaningful 10 uh, RFAs also, that looks big here, but if you put that up against many other teams, I bet you that looks pretty darn average. Yeah. And also the Broncos have money to spend cap wise. Well, maybe not. Personal. Speaking of uh good quarterback play in the shop with Willie with the $2 super chat. Really appreciate that. Locke will be top half of the league horse rooster lock. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that uh, in the shop, Willie, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the dream. Honestly, like I said, if he can get even to that like 15th, 16th spot with this roster around him, you feel really good about this team and and how they're going to do this season. I, I think either quarterback, if they can get right into that kind of mark, you're, you're looking at a 10, 11, 12 win team. I think that's very, very possible with this kind of schedule that the Broncos have, uh, especially early on. They can get some good wins to get some momentum built up and uh, so th- it's it's very possible, but yeah, the quarterback's got to go out there and actually do something with what they've got. Uh, you know, the talent's there. Yeah. We'll just have to see what the, the quarterbacks can actually do. And, you know, that all starts tomorrow. They're at training camp. It sounds like Locke's going to get the first snap mm-hmm. and they'll kind of go from there. They said he gets it because of seniority. He's been on the team a little bit longer, obviously. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's still going to be a 50, 50 battle. They're going to give each of them, it sounds like, a, a game to start in preseason mm-hmm. and probably make their decision after that point. And also, uh, talking about Vic Fangio's uh, conference here, press conference here, he said that he'd expect the starters, both in the offensive line and the pass catchers, to play more preseason reps than normal because he wants to give both quarterbacks a fair shake with more reps. So hopefully that doesn't end up being uh, negative for the Broncos and the injury happening, exposing those guys. But uh you know, I guess you hope for the best. You know, those guys get injured in practice. You know, you can't not practice too. So we'll see. Um, we got Miller 707 coming in saying, I don't think we should, but what is Melvin Melvin Gordon's trade value? Right now with his contract and how these teams are settled. Also caps being pretty, a lot of teams caps close. They're pushed close to the top. Maybe a six round pick, maybe a seventh round pick. Um, and that's not because he's not valuable. It's just because that's kind of how the league goes. It's cyclical when guys have value. And uh, he's a older running back who's making money with one year of control left. Uh, that's in itself does not lead to return, even if he is a solid player. Um, right. So, you know, that's that's just is what it is. It's like right. Justin Simmons, right? Like right now, you I wouldn't trade him unless I was able to get like a first, second, and third for him probably nobody's offering anything more besides like two seconds, even though he's one of the best safeties in the league. It's just how the contract is set up, uh, the positional value and how teams are right now. So not going to happen. Um, we got Kay- uh, Kaylee on coming in. Uh, we are going to be good. I believe. Um, well, let's hope so. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's hope that happens. And Meek here out here teasing me saying Tim Patrick to the Saints Broncos are not making any trades. Don't even, if that happened, I, 
I'd be dumbfounded at this point. Um, maybe midseason trade. That would make a lot of sense if the Broncos are kind of obviously a sinking ship. Um, and then you might see some trades like that happening, but uh, not not right now. This is a team that's trying to win today. They're not already trading players like that. Unless, let's say the Saints offered you a second round pick right now, Carl. Would you take that for Tim Patrick? A second round pick? A second round pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, well, there's a couple reasons behind it. I think Tim Patrick's a great player, but that wide receiver room is is deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to have to cut somebody that's probably going to make a roster somewhere else. And I, I I like Tim Patrick, but that second round pick, when you can get four years of control compared to his one year of control this year before you lose him, and then he goes and signs a contract somewhere else, I'm sorry. that That's what I want. Plus, it makes it easier in that decision of, you know, to me it was kind of, you're either going to sign Cortland Sutton or you're going to sign Tim Patrick, kind of depending on how big of contract Cortland Sutton wants. Well, then you can completely focus on Cortland Sutton saying, dude, you are our guy. This is this is, We want to put our money into you. Uh, so I, I don't mind that deal at all. If it's a second round pick, it, I, I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, nope, absolutely. That's a good call. Um, I take a fourth rounder for him if high enough. Uh, well, you're, if you're talking about trading him right now, you wouldn't know if it's high enough. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Also, you couldn't trade him in the offseason because he's going to be free agent. So uh, there goes that. Um, yep. And Carl, I actually wanted to get this one. Good, good pulling it up here. Greg Smith. Hello. How you doing, Greg? Um he says, just glad to hear that today that we got a little clarity as far as ownership next offseason. So, Carl, uh, let us know. What did you learn today from uh, the Joe Ellis uh, press conference? So, the big thing. They are going to make a decision on the ownership of this team by next March. That That is the, the biggest thing that they put out there. That this has to be settled by then. Uh, and that Joe Ellis, he pretty much said, I'm done after this year. Once the ownership gets all settled in, I'm out of here. Um, which could be a good, bad thing, depending on how you like Joe Ellis or don't like Joe Ellis. But uh, so it's going to be settled. They talked about Brittany possibly still having that opportunity to be the, the owner, but they still said, we got to have every single child sign off and say, yes, we want Brittany to be owner. I, I just can't see it happening. Those kids don't exactly like each other a whole lot. And you still have, especially, her brother who is still very angry that he is not going to be the owner because he felt like that was something his dad had told him. I want you to be owner. And he's, he's said it publicly over and over again. So I can't see him making that decision of, Hey, I get $400 million or I sign this whole thing over to my sister and she gets a $5 billion, you know, organization. I know it's only like 3.6 right now, but really if they sell, they're going to go for more than that. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just can't see how Brittany is going to be able to get the, the people behind her to make that kind of decision. So I do think the Broncos are going to be sold and they're going to be sold by next March at the owner's meeting. They're going to have to approve whoever the new owner is. Yep. So some movement there. Um, so you do think that it, it'll be sold for sure. It's not going to be in the Bowen family. This is this means that it's going to be sold. I, I would put it at 95 percent sold to somebody else 5% chance that it remains with the Bolins. Yeah. You know, maybe over these next few months, they have this like cathartic moment where they're like, our dad wants us to come together and run this team together. Boom. It, it, it it's possible. What, it's possible. What's, <laughs> I believe what's, more, in likely? Magic. what's yeah. more likely that happening or drew lock becoming a top five quarterback. <laughs> Probably drew lock. Honestly. Yeah. It, it, yeah. If I'm being honest in that situation, it'd be drew lock. Yeah, have you, do you follow, um, 
Bowen Jr.'s Instagram. Uh Have you ever seen that? Oh my God, what an absolute trip. His stories are unhinged. Yeah. He might see this and come beat me up. I don't, I don't know. Uh, But man, (laughs) that's a, that is. If anybody goes and checks it out, just, just remember it is not safe for work. Just, (laughs) just letting you know on that. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, anything else from uh, Joe Ellis talking about this. And uh, we got a question here from um, Jay saying, how will Brittany being an owner help out the money situation for signing free agents? Um, I guess just, you know, total guess here, but you'd know who the head is, right? So they could, if they wanted to free up that money or whatnot, you wouldn't have to like fight through it to get that approval. Like it'd be right. one person rather than this trust or organization. Um, but pro- if, you, if you're worried about the Broncos having enough cash to go out there and do things like that, probably it's better to have a new owner. Yeah. The, the only thing I could think that would help, especially with that money situation, is if the the kids decide, hey, let's sell off 10% of the team. So we got 10, 10% of the, the cash flow that's coming in now that, yes, we have this other owner that we've got to deal with a little bit, but we're still making the major decisions. And now we've got, what, about $500 million in cash flow that wasn't there before. Yeah. So that, that that's about the only way I can see kind of helping with some of that, other than, like you said, one person making the decision. Yep. Absolutely. That's uh we'll see. Um we got Brian Greenfield coming in here with the $5 super over on YouTube. Thank you very much Brian. You're always uh you're always supportive here. So uh we appreciate you. We got Jeremy in the house too saying amazing to see how well the Broncos were run, seeing how chaotic the kids are to each other. Uh Patrick Smythe is uh good at his job. I will I'll just say that. He's still there, right? Like he hasn't yeah. you're saying some of the media is being picked off here. Patrick Smythe uh he's going to be working for some stupid senator at some point in his life and <laughs> covering stuff up. No doubt about it. He's good. Yep. Um, so yeah, other things uh, we had George Payton today. He was asked about the health of Von Miller saying he looks like he's 25 years old, not 30, 32. Okay. That's great. Um, Bradley Chubb will be ready by training camp, but he's some, he's not in great shape right now. Um, so he's going to be ramped up. He was also asked about approaching the likes of a Cortland Sutton and a Bradley Chubb with a contract extension. And uh, he said that they need to make through training camp healthy first. So uh, any thoughts there, anything else from uh, George Payton's interview? I mean, he's George Payton comes off as a pretty smart cat. Obviously we're still on the, the honeymoon phase, right? Uh, even though he passed on, we both wanted Justin Fields in that uh-huh. scenario. He passed on that. I, I'm still like George Payton. Um, but uh, any thoughts on what he had to say um, in his uh, interview? No, you're right. I, they did talk about the future contracts that they would like to get something done with Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb. That, that's promising. But like you said, they got to get healthy and show that they can stay healthy. Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think those are two building blocks of this roster that you want to keep around long term. And so it's nice that they're already talking about that, of how do we get something done with these two guys. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, like I said, he, he stayed stayed the course, didn't really – say anything that just really made you go, what in the world is he talking about? Um, but it kind of sounds like he is going to leave the the quarterback decision to the coaches and just kind of say, Hey, we're going to see how this all goes. And, and we'll go from there. I do think it should be a coach's decision. Yeah. There's, there's so many jobs that are on the line. I understand the whole, like, Hey, we got to go see if we can let Locke really develop. And you know, if it's close, give it to Locke. I understand all of that. But if Teddy Bridgewater wins that job, 
you cannot then go and say, hey, you know what? We got to go see the development about this guy because you're hurting the development of other players. You're hurting the team's chances of winning. You're losing veterans at that point that are going, why would I want to be a part of this? I'm not here to, to you know, help build this team up. I'm here to win games. And so you're going to lose a lot of people in that locker room if you let that front office make that kind of decision. So I do think it should be a coach's decision in the end. Yep, absolutely. You hit on all the points. I don't know how you could go in and uh, look at these players in the eye and say, we're trying to go compete, go put your bodies on the line if you're playing the worst of the two quarterbacks, and it's obvious to the locker room. Um, I will say, though, there is a scenario, and I do like that uh, Peyton said that it's going to be a coaching decision. And we got Stu Meat coming in with the uh, $5 super here over on YouTube, or a super sticker here with the punching Taekwondo Dog? Dog? Is that a dog, actually? And also right above that, um, we have uh, Seth Harmon over on YouTube as well with the four ninety nine Super. That's a double Seth double Seth action here. Thank you very much, <laughs> Seth. And then, uh, yeah, so one thing I will push back on a little bit is if, let's say, Teddy Bridgewater is the starter. He wins it uh, early on, and the Broncos have a lot of injuries and whatnot, and they're kind of floundering around 500, slightly below 500. While I do like that he's going to be hands-off with the quarterback decision, I think there comes a point in the season where it could play out a certain way where it's like, okay, we're not bringing back Teddy yet. He only has one year left of control, and uh, we don't still know exactly what we have in Drew Locke. He's a more high-variance player, but he needs reps. This team isn't going anywhere this season. kind of fell apart. You need to play Drew Locke. Like, Teddy's fine. You know, we're not winning games because of Teddy right now, though. We need to figure out what's going on with Drew Locke. But that's, like, you know, very much a hypothetical scenario. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. If you're starting to see the season go down the toilet, yeah, go with the young guy. Just see if there's any chance that maybe something good's going to come out of it, and and go from there. But uh, we got Mister Mister Sir McLovin. What's up, fellas? Really appreciate that. All of you guys tuning in here today. Really appreciate you joining us on the eve before training camps kicks off. Uh, let us know if any of you are heading out there to training camp tomorrow going to go sit out there in the heat and take it all in. I'm hoping to get out there a couple days this year and I'll, I'll let our listeners know, and maybe we can meet up or something like that and watch a practice together. That'd be a lot of fun, but, uh, but yeah, it just, that, that quarterback situation, like I said, you, you can't lose the locker room. That's the the main thing here. And uh, we have another uh, super sticker coming in from Dave Glassman, 99 cent one. I really appreciate that with the, the, the big heart, big mouth uh smiley excited yeah. face yeah well, i'll take it i'll take it yeah that's that's pretty cool and everyone tell george payton to put on the earmuffs Xavier and howard for the dolphins cornerback has officially requested a trade so uh george payton he never saw a cornerback he didn't like right he learned that from mike zimmer so <laughs> look the other way george look the other way um yeah liking that one there you go dave <laughs> um anything else from george payton's i mean these are always great to have these uh information sessions, but I didn't feel like anything was that groundbreaking. And we got Brian Greenfield yeah. coming in saying, uh, it honestly doesn't matter who owns the team. None will ever be able to hold a candle to Pat. Um, Brian, I don't know if you've ever had a pet before or anything like that, but uh, you always, th- there might be a pet in your past, right? That uh, passed away. It's like, oh man, you know, like they're never going to be as good as old scratchy, right? Like that was the best dog ever. You need to make sure you have room in your heart though, to accept a new pet, a new love in there because things are inevitable, inevitable to change. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to already be against that person before they come in. Unless they're, you know, an absolute uh, 
jerk of a person. And in that case, you know, keep that heart icy cold. But yeah. I feel you, Brian. I'm just saying, you know, be open. Have your mind and heart open. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, we might get Jeff Bezos and the team will move to the moon. Mars. Right. Yeah. Now. <laughs> there we go. Something like that. But no, it, it's, it, it is hard to think of somebody being better than Pat. You know, yeah. you think about how hands on he was, not in the sense of like, hey, I'm going to run everything, but more of I want to make sure mentally, how are my players doing? Talking to them, finding out about their lives, uh, you know, exercising with them. He even went to the hospital for a lot of them after injuries and surgeries. Mm-hmm. You don't hear of a lot of owners doing those kind of things. So he did the little extra mile things. And I love, you know, when he talked to those GM or coaches and say, what do you need? And they'd say, we need this kind of player. Okay, let's go get them. That, that's what you love when you got an owner that can be like that. That's more of a, a support system for everybody behind the scenes. And that's what Pat was. And, and so you're, you're right. It's going to be hard to find an owner that could even come close to what Pat brought to the Broncos. Yep. <laughs> Scratchy. Kenneth, I don't know. I was just trying to come up with a generic name. I think Scratchy was the name of the cat in the... There's Itchy and Scratchy show. I don't know which one is which. Um, but the no dog can beat my dog, Spike. Well, it sounds like my dad can beat your dad up. Um, so anything else from George Payton that really stood out to you? Uh, he talked also about Draymond Jones. Uh, he talked about this team. He said teams in the NFL can win if they are... Uh, really good on defense, good on offense, and also thinking that this Broncos offense can be explosive, which is good. Um, you know, really depends on the quarterback, but you know, we'll, everybody knows that. So, uh, any other thoughts about Peyton? I, I don't know. I just, you know, it's he's. I don't think we're ever going to get something from Peyton that uh, he didn't want to say, right. right? That wasn't already thought through method- methodically. Yeah, and uh, he's never going to slip up in that regard. He's he's too smart. Right. right. Like we'll, we'll get some news from him, but it's never going to be anything that we didn't probably already know. Right. I mean, it's kind of like when he was asked about Watson, he's like, he plays for Houston. That's it. I can't talk about it. Next question. <laughs> like that, that's just smart. He knew it was coming. And I, I saw the reporter that asked it. He's like, I had to ask it, but you, you have to know that's the only way he can answer. If he answers any other way, the team gets fined. So it's, it's kind of stupid. Like you're setting the team up for failure in that situation. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Vic Fangio. Now actually let's get to the super first from Brian coming here. Pat did so much for the NFL that most fans have no clue about. Um, Monday night football. Thanks Pat. Uh, AFC, NF, AFC, AFL, NFL merger. There we go. Thanks Pat. Um, even just primetime games in general. Yeah. Thanks Pat. So, uh, his work with international. Oh yes. Getting the game to, to the world instead of just being an American sport. He was a big part of that. Yep. So, uh, I mean, it's been unfortunate to see this team kind of fall uh, fall down a bit uh, since the since that uh, his passing. But, uh, you know, here we are. What can you do? Um, here we go. Uh, hashtag Nick mother-in-law visit fund. Well, uh, I'll have to let my wife know about that one. She'll think that one was very funny. Uh, <laughs> man, Thank you, I don't Andrew. Know. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, any other thoughts here? I mean, Von Miller interviewed Cortland Sutton. Also, it was great to see him. He rocking mm-hmm. a very, very fancy Broncos vest. Made me a little jealous. Rocking that old school D. No doubt. Uh, Cortland Sutton, man of culture, prefers the old school logo. Uh, did you take up very much from him? I mean, he, another smart guy, right? Really well mm-hmm. smoke, uh, spoken. It's really nice to have um, seemingly intelligent players uh, as this front of this team, even though they're struggling right now. I could. You know, it's easy to pull for those guys, but spoke highly about how hard Drew and Locke have been, Drew and Teddy have been working, uh, saying that he's they've always been his quarterback and that he's feeling healthy and excited to get back there. 
any thoughts from uh, Sutton as well? I know the player ones are typically not as insightful as the uh, personnel guys or coaches. Yeah, I mean, it, they only put out players out there that they know will toe the company line. They don't usually stick too many of the outspoken players very often unless they are a star player that somehow just always is out there talking bad things. Um, no, I, I thought, again, he just he's worked hard to get back to where he is. You could see that he's excited for football again. Yes. I mean, you could just feel the energy coming off that guy. And I love that he is the leader. I can't remember if it was Fangio or Peyton, one of the two, was talking about Cortland Sutton and just being like, you know, the offense lost its identity pretty much when, when Sutton went out and uh, lost that guy that just was that, that big-time leader because it's such a young group. You need those kind of guys on the field. And so getting him back, that's going to be so big for for every player on that offense for the coaches, for the defense, everything. So it just, I, I'm so excited to watch him because he is one of those players that I love that I have to eat crow about how much he's become a star in the NFL. Yeah, it's he's one who's about, talk about breakout star, probably Cortland Sutton. He might even be somewhat quarterback uh, independent. He's that kind of wide receiver, that type, but also that level of talent. So really excited to see him this year. I loved his comment um, where he mentioned, uh, See, it's right here. Da-da. Cortland Sutton saying, uh, I'm very excited to go against our defense. We have a very stacked secondary. And also going on to say that uh, he might not face a better secondary all year than what the Denver Broncos have, which might be true. I mean, yeah. you know, there might be some singular matchups where there's somebody better than uh, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, uh, Patrick Sertan, right? A better singular quarter. But we've said it on this show a hundred times. Your coverage unit is about the overall whole of that back seven versus uh, one singular player. Right. So um, we'll see. And I saw Travis earlier. I saw Travis, I saw the, the comments already come and gone, but heading to Iowa city here pretty soon. If you're heading to Iowa city, uh, stop by sanctuary pub for me, my old stomping grounds uh, for, if you're a craft beer guy, if not, you know, do what you want to do. But uh, I do miss Iowa city so much love in the Pacific Northwest, but Iowa city does have my heart as well. <laughs> um, so Carl, any other uh, thoughts here on the, uh, the interviews today or if any other topics that you want to start really getting into and digging into? Well, I, I thought one topic we could dig into here at the end is kind of what we're going to talk about first. There we go. Thanks, John. Um, and then I forgot that they were going to have these interviews today. But just what other than the quarterbacks, what storylines are you looking most forward to at this training camp? Um, I really want to see the pecking order of the cornerback room because there are so many talented guys. And I want to know what each one's role is. Are we going to see Patrick Sertan kind of as a move around chess piece where he's in the slot a lot? Um, who's getting a majority of the boundary reps? I mean, Bryce Callahan was really good in the boundary this year. Um, is he going to be relegated to uh, being to purely a slot this season? You know, it'll be really interesting. Um, so that's one that really sticks out to me. And it's, it's a positive uh, takeaway as well, right? It's not something I'm worried about. It's something like, well, I'm just flat out interested to see how that breaks out, uh, breaks down because there's so much... Uh, there's just so much talent there. And are they going to play five cornerbacks? <laughs> I know, but uh, they're going to have to figure out something. Yep. That's a good one. I, I like Jay Ropers. This is uh, yeah, in here. the shop with Willie. All of Iowa sucks. Sticks. Yeah. Hard to argue, but <laughs> now Jay Ropers inside linebacker getting to see those young guys. Cause we got to hear a lot of great things about Sternod at camp last year before he went down with injury. Yeah. That he was that one rookie that was really just having coaches, players, everybody talking about him. And so that idea of just being able to uh, see him continue on in that journey, 
uh, I'm very excited about that. Then, of course, you know, some of the, the younger guys, what are they going to bring to the table? And can Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, can they take that next step? You know, learning this defense even more where they can really just flourish in this defense. I'm very excited for that that group. It's the first time I've been excited about the inside linebacker group in a long time. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good one. Um, another storyline I'm interested in is uh, what Chase is talking about here. Who's the favorite for safety three? And it's not only about safety three. It's about who has the inroads as far as replacing Kareem Jackson after the season. Because if the Broncos have their way, one of Jamar Johnson slash Caden Stern will be the starting line or starting safety opposite of Justin Simmons next year. Kareem Jackson is fine, but the Broncos cut him and brought him back for what was it, two point five million? Not not a lot. So uh, they they made it already shown that they they're ready for life after Kareem Jackson. They brought him back. They're happy to have him back at that cheaper price. But it's more about uh, the future there. So safety three, yes, that's important, but also. Who's going to win that role going forward and uh, how that plays out starts this week and how the uh, training camp goes. We have Andrew Baker coming in here saying hashtag go Nick Carl beast. Love y'all hashtag MHH for life. Really appreciate that. Andrew Baker. I appreciate all of you guys really tuning in here. Uh, Nick, well, we have Chase, Chase Welner asking who is your favorite for safety three. Um, I guess right now I, I said it earlier. I'm trying to use what data I can uh, to help pick it. I would have, Jamar Johnson slotted higher um, in the draft, but the Broncos took Caden Stearns earlier, and now Jamar Johnson is in uh, reserve protocol for what's going on in the world. So uh, I guess right now, probably Caden Stearns. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with. You're you're right. Uh, How long is Jamar Johnson going to have to be in that protocol? I saw something that it's like 10 days. Something like that. Is that right? I'm not sure if it's the same for everybody based on – everything else going on. So I know the NFLPA or the NFL has been putting out some different stuff, right? It's different if you're vaccinated versus not. So I don't know. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, the other storyline I'm interested in is the right tackle position. And that's one actually we didn't get to talk about. Um, was it Vic Fangio or George Payton who said, don't sleep on Calvin Anderson at right tackle, which folks I have been sleeping. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see some, one of them did bring up uh, Calvin Anderson. I, yeah, I can't remember which one. You know, this is his third year with the Broncos and third year of now being with Mike Munchak and spent the entire offseason working with uh, with Garrett Bowles. So th- th- there's a lot of positives that go into what he could become. Uh, he's got some limitations to his game for sure, but he showed well at the, the left tackle or at least showed competency last year against Carolina, which was Brian Burns, great edge rusher. And uh, so that ability it shows you at least enough that you can, can try to move forward with him. So he's going to get some opportunities. I don't know if the other guys are healthy yet. It sounds like Bobby Massey is on the track to being healthy. Okay. So um, any other storylines that you are interested in? Well, I mean, tight end is going to mm-hmm. be an interesting group. Not always, maybe not on the best side of things, just because you've got, uh, you've got, one tight end that you know is really good. You've got another that is a, a pretty good receiving threat, but has, again, some limitations to his game. And then what else do you got behind him? You've you got a bunch of names that most people have never heard of before. And uh, so it's going to be a lot of you know practice reports of who? Who is this? So I just want to see if any of those guys can emerge as a true tight end three. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, also, it's going to be Sean Meyer. Because uh, he went to tight end U, 
so he never had a chance. Um, but uh, that's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be him. Um, uh, but that's that's another good one. I and I think the last one is for me. I do want to see if the starting defensive front is going to be as good as advertised, right? Like they're talking about it today. Draymond Jones being awesome. Shelby Harris, maybe the least valuable pass rusher of that front four in sub packages, which is crazy because he's solid pass rusher, not amazing, Mm -hmm. but solid. And then getting after it with uh, the likes of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Um, Maybe in camp, that's not going to be such a storyline, but once we get preseason reps as well, that'll be one that I'm very interested in seeing because it was like that 2015 defense, right? Like it was like, oh wow, this is this is special, and we could tell pretty quickly um, that yeah. it was going to be special, um, even in preseason, right? Like small reps, but it's like, oh man, they're getting after it. They're kill- They're whipping those guys. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping to kind of have that like obvious light bulb on moment with the the pass rush as well. That makes sense. All right. Well, we got uh, James Campbell coming in here saying, I do want to see if Kerry Vincent and Mac McCain can make the roster. And also, if Deontay Spencer is supplanted as a returner so that the Broncos don't have to carry a specialist returner who doesn't contribute on offense. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, that's – go, go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go first here. The, the Spencer one, that, that's the one that interests me because, honestly, it, it irritates me to no end to have a specialist that that's all they can do. Yeah. It just feels like a wasted roster spot to me. I want guys that can be multiple that can go do those kind of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, also, he's older, right? There's not much years of control left. So uh, it's not just about this upcoming season. It's about the long term with him. And I do not want Deontay Spencer, meaning you're moving on from Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams, who uh, probably have better long-term implications on this roster. So uh, we'll see. Um, James Campbell also coming in. Santa really like Sean Williams. I would even consider a modest extension like Purcell got. Um, I need to see it first. Deshaun Williams, he played well last year, but what is he, like 6'2", 290? Um, not typically the beef that Fangio's looked for on that interior spot. So uh, he's fine right now, um, but uh, he's definitely somebody that I think he's closer to being a uh, a jag than somebody I'm looking to pay. But, you know, but prove me wrong, right? That's yeah. I've been proven wrong plenty of times. I just need to see more. So, all right, well... um. Carl, I think that's probably about to do it to us. The chat's kind of slowing down. We got our, we ran through the press conference stuff. Still got a few minutes. So if there's any uh, supers that come in or whatnot, we can definitely get to those. But uh, 50 minutes is good. Let's get on out of here. Um, that This has been Building the Broncos, guys. Um, you can follow Carl and myself on Twitter. Carl at Carl Dummer, MHH, and myself at Nick Kendall, MHH. Uh, you can also follow us at BTB Football Pod and at Mile High Huddle. While you guys are all are over on Twitter. If you have any more questions for us, uh, Carl's hacking up a lung today, man. Careful, man. What's what's going on? Too much I, dust I a, on those warrior stuff? No, I, I had a cold all last week. Okay. Like Tuesday night after the show, I went home and I'm like, this is not good. Woke up Wednesday and I was like, this is really not good. And I slept for about two days straight, actually. Hmm. Man cold. I've been there. Um, <laughs> the worst thing ever, right? But nobody knows pain until they've had a man cold. Um, but uh, well, get that taken care of, buddy. Um, but uh, that's uh, yeah. Here we go. Um, sorry, I'm late. Was bourbon shopping? Well, Benjamin, share some bourbon for Carl because he needs some because he's dealing with that cough. Nothing helps a cough like a little bit of bourbon. Um, but yeah, guys, if you have any other stuff for us, uh, football wise, something that we said that doesn't jive with you that you loved, hit us up on Twitter. Um, and follow us on those Twitter accounts. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, uh, thank you everybody who dropped in the like reacts and the heart reacts. I see all these heart reacts here. Dave Glassman, Jacob Roper, Jason O'Neill, Steve Lazuski, 
Andrew Baker, John Juno, Greg Smith, Gary Leeds Palmer, and John K with the carry act. I see you, John. Um, if you guys haven't done that yet, please uh, click the thumbs up, the heart react, the carry act, the wow react. All that helps us a lot. And while you're over on Facebook, follow us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. Leave a comment there. Tag us. We'll see it. If you guys are joining us on YouTube today, please subscribe, like, and share. Um, that can help us reach new listeners and, uh, that means that, you know, we can compete with these other shows out there, right? It's not like we're up against them, but there's a lot of different voices and uh, content on this market. And if you guys like us, you know, bang that drum, um, help us out there. And uh, we can continue to bring these in this uh, market with a lot of other good people doing great work as well. Um, so I uh, see we have some uh, comments and supers coming in here. Let's uh, before we get on out, we got to. Uh, Dane coming in saying, be safe on your hike, Nick, uh, Nick's REI fund. I think I'm going to need some Nick's, uh, insect repellent fund, uh, because I'm just going to have to be wearing a bug net apparently, but, um, that's fine. You know, on that, on that side of Rainier, apparently it's very buggy, but that'll, that'll be fine. Um, favorite dog breed. Yes. I can tell you what my non-favorite dog breeds are, but I don't want to be that guy, but most dogs I'm, I'm in for. Uh, I'm a Brittany fan. That's what I have at Ooh. home. I've okay. got a Brittany and a Malamute. And uh, both those are very pretty dogs. Well, there you go. I have a golden retriever, so I'm very basic. Um, but he's a good boy. <laughs> Mo Ron saying, have a good one, guys. You have a good one, too. Um, don't be don't be sad you're late, Benjamin. Just go back and listen later. Uh, Michael coming in. Great show tonight. Nick and Carl go Broncos. Thank you very much. Ben also saying he caught the morning show. Good to hear that. Uh, Jeremy in the, here. Great pod, guys. Sir McLovin coming in. Great show. Dave Glassman saying good night, boys. Um, Gary Grant. Thank you, Gary. You guys are awesome. Love your show. Thank you so much. Um, so guys, and he said, he thought you meant Britney Spears. Yeah. Leave Britney's alone, Carl. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's got to do it for us tonight, guys. Um, if you have any other questions for us or something you want us to talk about, get at us on our social media accounts. We'll respond. Um, but until next Tuesday, I'll see you guys. No, I guess I won't see you. I will see you guys again on Thursday morning, but I will not see you Saturday. Carl will be with me, uh, be with you guys Saturday, but we'll see you soon. Love y'all. Here we go in the shop with Willie. We'll figure out that payment and uh, we'll see you all next time. Go Broncos. You've been listening to building the Broncos. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.